0: This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 143 Connect with Spirit. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal getting, fear facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. Hi there, beautiful soul. Welcome to another replay episode of the show. Just in case you haven't heard this feel already, the past few weeks, we have been replaying episodes from my former podcast, Life Lovers Radio that I had, oh goodness, 2015 through 2017, I believe. So these episodes are coming out of the vault from many, many years ago. And today I am releasing one about connecting with spirit. This is actually a solo episode I did where I talked about unconventional ways for you to connect with spirit. I talk about how I was never really a girl that connected in quote unquote conventional ways. I always just felt like, okay, prayer and church and the Bible, like there was so much more to the world beyond that. I'm here in the Bible belt. So if you have been in this realm of the world, or you have a similar realm of the world that's like that, it can be hard. And you may have other things that in your environment are similar. It might not be Christianity, but just like everyone thinks spirit is one way and it doesn't have to be that way. And so on this episode, I just talk about different ways for you to find your own spirituality. Many of the women that I work with, they come in and I ask them, you know, what would you rank your spirituality life like in regards to fulfillment one through 10? And a lot of them just, they're like, well, I'm not really spiritual. And then they look at what spirituality is in regards to religion and well, I don't go to church anymore. I don't read the Bible, or I don't do this thing or that thing. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! That's not what spirituality has to be. And so, a journey we take as we're coaching together unexpectedly is them connecting with Spirit in their own unique way. Because as they start to connect with themselves, it's really cool how in that process they connect with Spirit. So. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, this is an intro on an intro. You'll hear my old intro that I did years ago. Um, And you can tell in that voice, I'm much more up here because that's how I felt I needed to be during that time. So um, enjoy this episode. And I will see you actually next week on the show for a bonus where I'm gonna talk about my 2021 recap. So brand new content next week, talking all the things about my year going to be a vulnerable episode and I hope I'll see you there. But in the meantime, enjoy this one. Bye. Hey there, life lover. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. We're talking all about spirituality this month on the show. And today we're going to take things a little bit deeper and I'm going to teach you 10 unconventional ways to connect to a spirit. This episode is for you if you are wanting to deepen your spiritual connection and you want to go beyond the more conventional ways of prayer or reading a spiritual work or even going to a church and you want to take things up a notch. I was a girl who didn't really get prayer. I was a girl who didn't understand the Bible. I was a girl who could not find the right church. And I had this idea that those were the only ways that I could connect with spirit. And it made me feel frustrated for a long time because I really wanted to grow my spiritual connection, but I didn't know how. In the past few years, though, I have learned some great unconventional ways to grow my spiritual life, and they have been amazing. Even as I've now incorporated the more conventional ways of prayer and the Bible and going to church in my life, I still find that these more unconventional ways Allow me to deepen my spiritual life time and time again. So if you're ready to take things up a notch in your spiritual life, let's learn the 10 unconventional ways on how to connect with spirit. All right, today on the show, we're talking about 10 unconventional ways to connect with spirit. I talked about in the intro how I used to view the only ways that I could connect to spirit were either prayer, reading the Bible, or going to church and I must admit that I felt very, very frustrated for a long time because those are the three methods that I was drilled in my head that were the only ways that I could deepen my spiritual connection. And I had to figure out my own ways because when I became a mom, I really realized that I wasn't in control of everything. And then, especially as I went through my divorce, I realized for sure I was not in control of everything, especially with my daughter now going. to her dad's house and being around people that I wasn't aware of all the time and doing things that maybe I didn't quote approve, it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I realized I had to believe in something bigger and I had to connect with something bigger because otherwise I would sit in a space of high anxiety and possibly high depression. And I wouldn't be able to move forward with my life. And I wanted to, I wanted to be able to trust that there was something working in my favor and feel connected to that. And so I found these 10 kind of unconventional ways and they've been amazing in my life. And so I'm hopeful today that as you listen, you'll ask yourself the questions when I tell you an unconventional way of things like, is this right for me? Is this something that's going to work for me? Does this feel right? Because not every method is going to be the right way for you. Just like with me, I never felt quite connected with prayer. And so I just tried to force myself in this box for a long time and it just didn't feel right. Whereas if somebody would have said to me, you do what feels right to you, it would have opened up the opportunity for me to not judge myself and not feel like I was a loser or something was weird with me because it wasn't feeling right or in alignment. So again, as you listen today to these unconventional ways, ask yourself those questions. Is this right for me? Is this something that's going to work for me? Does this feel right? because today is all about listening to yourself. I want you to take what you love and toss the rest promise. All right. So let's get into my 10 unconventional ways to connect with spirit. The first here is meditation. I heard a great quote out there one time and it said, prayer is talking to God. Meditation is listening. And I've just recently really started to get into meditation and I love it. And the reason why I love it so much and probably why I was never really connected to prayer is because I just don't feel like I have a lot to say to God. I feel like I have a lot to listen for though. And with meditation, I'm able to listen to those messages. And I have had to start with guided meditations because it's really hard to get to a space where you just kind of sit still, And you're trying to, in essence, calm your mind and calm down. I'm a girl that really likes to go, 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 go. And so guided meditations have been my first great step in order to learn how to tap into this deeper level. There's so much great, amazing research out there about meditation, about how beneficial it is for your brain. And about how it lessens violence. And I've seen it happen in my own life. My daughter learned meditation when she was in preschool and she knows if she gets really worked up or highly emotional about something, I see her start to calm herself with her breath and start to close her eyes. And she's in essence, able to calm herself through very, very simple forms of meditation. And it's been great for her. It's been great for me because there are times that she frustrates me or somebody else does. And it's just been so cool to be able to experience that. And in one of my courses, I actually brought in a meditation expert as a bonus. And she was talking about meditation and how we can use our breath to tap into our higher self. And it's 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 so true. And I've realized that in my own life, When the more I'm able to tap into my breath, especially when I go really deep dive in those meditations, man, I'm able to live at a more spiritual place. I'm able to be the person that I want to be, that I feel that God wants me to be. It's just really great stuff. And so I really have loved meditation and I encourage my clients to try it at some point or another. But again, if it's not your thing, just toss it and leave it. But I know for me, it's been huge. I've had so much awareness and gained so much insight and in such a short amount of time from meditation. So that's my first unconventional way is meditation. The second is manifesting now to some manifesting could be considered a form of prayer. And let me give an example as to why I think this the other day, I'm making my daughter's lunch. And I was packing her normal things, her sandwich, her chips, her fruits, her dessert. And day after day for a couple of weeks, she was coming home and she would eat her dessert, her chips, her sandwich, but she would not eat her fruit or her yogurt. And it was frustrating me. And I told her that was my last day. I was going to pack it, trusting that she would eat everything because I said, you're not going to get your dessert and your chips anymore unless you eat your fruit and yogurt. And I thought to myself, because she's six, so she's old enough to know better. Right. But she's also needs some accountability. And I thought in my head, I really wish there was somebody in the lunchroom that would hold her accountable and say, Hey, you need to eat your fruit before you eat dessert. And the next day she comes home from school and says, mommy, I'm in the lunchroom. I was about to eat my dessert. And then a teacher walked up to me and said, Hey, I noticed you didn't eat your strawberries. You really need to eat those first before you have your dessert. And I was floored (laughs) because this was just a conversation I had internally in my mind. It was very short, maybe a couple seconds long. And, uh, my wish in essence came true. I manifested it. Or if you want to view it as a prayer, I prayed for it and it came true. It came to life and it was just so cool to see that. I just had a thought in my mind and somehow magically it came true. You know, it's been months now. She's been school, gosh, for like seven months. This teacher has never come up to her, has never said anything to her about her lunch. But all of a sudden that day, that teacher walked up to her and said, Hey, I noticed you're not eating your strawberries. You need to eat them. And that to me, I mean, that just feels so cool because somebody was listening and it was somebody who wasn't in human form and somebody who was then able to influence that teacher to walk over to my daughter. Now, you could view this as just a really cool coincidence, and it could be, but. I don't like to think that way. I like to think that there's something else out there that's working in my favor in that spirit. And with manifesting, I like to call it that versus prayer because in manifesting, there's also this belief that some of it's on you and you've got to do the work in order to get what you want. With prayer, sometimes it can be you just pray and then, you know, God will take care of the rest. And yes, it's God's very powerful. Absolutely. Can things be healed and changed in really big ways? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'm a girl who likes to do the work too, and meet God or the universe halfway. And sometimes there are blocks in the way that are keeping us from getting what we want. You know, some people think, oh, I'm just destined not to have a great life. You know, I think about my husband a lot of times, and he has a great life compared to a lot of other people in his family. And some people may look at him and say, wow, he got lucky. Or wow, you know, he had this in his favor and maybe he did, but he's also worked his flipping booty off to get where he is. And the reason is because he believed he knew he had to change things. He had to put in the work for in essence for things to manifest and become great in his life. He had to figure out how to overcome his blocks and get what he wanted. And so sometimes people will look at people who have a great life and say, Oh, well, they're a chosen one. I'm not. And that's not true. Sometimes you're not showing up. You're not doing the work in order to make the changes you want in life. And so that for me is why I always like the term manifesting more than prayer because manifesting there is a step-by-step process. And part of that is, Hey, you need to look at the blocks that are holding you back from getting what you want. And had I known this back in, say, my college days, my dating life would have been so much different because I was putting out there in my mind, okay, this is the kind of guy I want to date or at least be asked to a dance with, for goodness sakes, because I was never getting a date, it seemed like. And my prayers, in essence, were getting answered, or I was manifesting that in a lot of ways, but I was blocked in order to accept those things. Marianne Williamson said one time is, you know, we're having miracles happen all around us all the time, but our ability to download the miracles can be tricky. And if we're blocked, we're not able to download those miracles. So if you go back to my dating life example, those miracles are happening. Guys were coming into my life who wanted to date me or were maybe interested in me, but I was not able to download that. I was blocked. And instead I was focusing in on guys who who were not so great because in my mind I was blocked toward the goodness and so I had to go in and learn how to do the work in order to get the guy that I wanted in life and if I had just said oh god has my best interests at heart he's going to take care of it and not done any of the work I probably would still be dating a bunch of guys who aren't treating me that great And so I just, I just love viewing it and manifesting. You can view it however you want, but, um, it's just, it's just cool, right? You can view it as prayer manifesting. I think the term doesn't really matter, but I think what's important here is that you can't just do this spiritual bypass. You can't just say, Oh, God's going to take care of everything. I have a former friend who's like that. I just couldn't even hang out with her anymore because it's just like my life stinks. I don't have a job. I don't have this. And I would say, okay, well, what are you doing? Are you applying for jobs? Or are you doing that? No, I'm just praying about it. God will take care of it. And you know where she is years later? Still in the same flipping place. Because I just think, girl, you're not showing up. You've got to do the work too. You can't just act like everything's going to happen over there. You've got to do the work as well. Um, and so to me, manifesting just feels more right as a term. But you could use this as prayer too if you consider that uh, a better term for you. So that's my second unconventional way. My third way is writing or journaling. And this again could be considered a form of prayer because as I'm writing, and this is the way I teach my clients to write, I'm writing about the things that are frustrating me. I'm writing about my feelings. And then I'm writing also about my hopes and my dreams and what I want to happen. And those can easily be considered prayer because I'm saying, oh, I feel really frustrated that I'm really tired right now. I have a lot going on and I'll talk in detail about everything. And then I'll say, here's what I want to happen instead. I want to wake up like this and I want my day to go like that. You know what happens? I'll look back at my writing and that stuff starts to come to life. A couple weeks ago, like I wrote about how I was tired and now I wake up. I feel great. I feel really awesome because I was able to write about that. And some people may say I manifested that, right? Because I got clear on what it was I wanted, got the blocks out of the way and here it came, but, um, too, I could have just easily say that was a prayer of, okay, this is what I'm really, really wanting. And then it just, it does. It feels easy when it starts to come together because I, I do view is that I'm not the only one at work here. I'm not the only one picking out what I want from life. There is spirit on my side. That's helping me always. Just like that example I gave with my daughter's lunch is I could only do so much. And what I was about to start doing was taking her dessert and chips away to in essence, force her to eat her fruit. But something bigger was on my side that said, now, Lindsay, we're going to help you out here. We're going to influence this teacher to go talk to your daughter. So that was really cool. And writing, it has so many benefits science-wise. I won't get into all the research for you, but it has been incredible, incredible. And when you start writing too, especially the way that I teach my clients to write, you start feeling like a higher self is talking to you back Um, and it might just be your own higher self, but you start seeing things in a different perspective. And that's one of the greatest benefits of writing is you're able to, in essence, leave the perspective you're in and see things in a different light. And you're able to problem solve more. And so the more you're able to problem solve in life, the more you feel like life is on your side and you feel like, man, God really does love me. I've got a great flipping life. Anytime a problem comes my way, I know how to overcome it with ease and joy. And sometimes it might be hard, but I still get there and it just feels great because then you have these tools to help you. And when you have the tools to help you, you don't feel stuck. You feel loved. You feel connected. And life just feels and fabulous. So that's my fourth unconditional way, or third unconditional way, excuse me, is writing. My fourth unconditional way is getting grateful. And gratitude is the highest emotional frequency that you can feel. The more you're able to tap into these high-level emotions of love and joy and peace and gratitude, the higher you can connect to spirit. A lot of us just naturally are living in these low level emotions of anger, shame, resentment, sadness, fear. And when we're living in that place, it's really hard to connect to spirit. Those are very humanly emotions, right? And whenever you're able to escape those patterns or escape those thoughts and heal them, then you're able to see life in a different way. And you're able to just kind of feel like the spiritual being more than a humanly being, I think is how I like to call it. And it just feels really great. And gratitude has been one of the biggest tools to help me get there because the more I'm able to tap into that high level emotional frequency of gratitude, the more I'm able to, to train my brain to live there more. So an easy way to do this is just to get grateful either every day, every week, I will just write six things I'm grateful for at the beginning of every morning. And I'll write internal things. I'm grateful for myself too. And that helps build my confidence of Lindsay. I'm so grateful that you have done the mindset work so that you have a great life. Lindsay, I'm so grateful that you have been kind to so-and-so because now you have this great relationship with them. And then of course have the external gratitude too of, I am so grateful for so-and-so who really helped me out. Like, of course, the day after that teacher came to my daughter. And then of course I got grateful for spirit too of great spirit. I'm so grateful for you that somebody somewhere was listening and had my back. And so when you're able to cultivate that high level mindset, again, you just start kind of walking on air. You're just perky. You're happy. People, I think, look at me now and thank God, she's so happy. Or, you know, she just lives a good life. I had to train myself to get here. It didn't just happen overnight. And gratitude was one of the greatest ways that I was able to do that. So counting your gratitude can be so simple and so easy. And it can be little things too. I'm so grateful I'm alive today. I'm so grateful I'm breathing. I'm so grateful that I can open and close my eyes. You know, my daughter and I, we play these silly games sometimes on the floor. We played one this weekend where I didn't have any arms and legs. And I had to, in essence, kind of scoot on the floor And in that moment, I thought there are actually people out there without arms and legs and I've never really felt what it would feel like if I didn't have those. And I started getting grateful so quick of, I am so grateful that I can walk. I am so grateful that I have this and that. We take so many things for granted, so many things and um, gratitude can help us see things that maybe we're taking for granted of just being alive today. You know, there are people out here who aren't alive today, and you are, and so that can be an incredible, incredible thing. So gratitude's my fourth unconditional way. My fifth is similar to that, and it's called counting my wins. So I teach my clients this strategy or this tool where every day they track their progress, and it's through wins, and they're tracking what went right the day prior, And so they're doing internal wins of things that went right in their mind or their mindset. So maybe they had a shift in mindset from negative to positive. Maybe they made a really great choice. Maybe they were working toward their goal. Those are all internal wins. Then external wins. Hey, so-and-so is really nice to me. That's a win. Or I have an extra $20 that I didn't have before. That's a win. Or I finished one of my goals. That's a win. And so when you're able to do this every day, you see how you're making these little choices that are actually adding up to bigger things. We go so fast in life and it's hard for us to see the daily progress of things. It's easier when we look back at a year and certainly in a decade, but day by day, we can kind of get frustrated. Maybe things aren't happening fast enough. or we think our life is horrible and not so great when we're able to count our wins. We're able to see, wow, I'm actually winning in life. I'm actually doing some really great stuff. And if you've heard me talk a lot on life lovers radio, you know that our brain is not programmed for happiness. We have to go in there and do that. It's only programmed for the basic survival. And so, when we're able to go in and count our wins, we're programming it for happiness. And the happier we are, the more grateful, joyous, love, like I just said, the more we're able to connect with spirit and see that spirit is on our side. We're doing some incredible things, we're working towards something bigger. And every day can be a new positive experience. And sometimes crappy things will happen death will happen, people will hurt us, but we can still see wins in that. One of the biggest keys of success is resiliency and to see learning opportunities in everything. Even when the crappy stuff happens, wins can allow us to see those learning opportunities and to see how it's actually happening for our greatest good. So for example, my, one of my mom's cats passed away over the weekend and It happened pretty suddenly. It was over just a couple month period where she just went from being really healthy to not. And I visited her a couple times and I would tell my mom, I really think she can overcome this. I think she can, she can do this. And she was having days where she was doing a lot better and then eventually she just got worse. And Um, it was hard, you know, I really had hope that she could overcome this and, and she didn't. And so I've had to still see what are the wins in this? What, what am I learning from this? What am I going to be grateful for this? And I can still see from those moments, even when maybe I feel like spirit's not on my side, it actually is because I'm still learning things from it. And so then I'm able to see, okay, even when things don't happen the way I want them to, something is still happening in my favor. And that allows me to stay connected to spirit. So that is my fifth unconventional way is counting my wins. Just to recap for you, the first five, number one is meditation. Two is manifesting. Three is writing slash journaling. Number four is getting grateful. And number five is counting my wins. Now, number six is coaching. And let me tell you why this is a great way to connect with spirit. So the coaching school that I went through was amazing and awesome. We learned some great ways on how to ask questions and how to listen very deeply. And the whole, of course, strategy behind coaching, you know, life coaching is not a profession that is something that everybody has to have a certification for anyone can call themselves a life coach. And I really wanted to be somebody who was certified. And I'm so glad that I did because I learned some great stuff. And one of the biggest things I think I learned from coaching school was just a very simple principle. And that principle was that anybody who comes to me for coaching, I have to really make sure that I can unconditionally love them and I can be their biggest cheerleader. Because what we're doing as coaches is we're providing a space for unconditional love. A lot of people haven't experienced that in life. And so when somebody's able to come to a call or come to a program or whatever it is and you're able to provide that space for them of you are loved no matter who you are, what you've done, you know, all those things, it allows somebody to flourish and thrive. And this is why a lot of parenting experts to say, if you were able to give your child love and unconditional love, you know, they are very much ahead of the curve and they will be because I know I grew up in an environment where I didn't necessarily feel that unconditional love and it set me back. And so when I was able to go to coaching and experience that unconditional love with my coaches, Oh, it was transformational. And this is where I think of religion can be a really great thing. If you're connected to somebody who is a pastor, preacher, you know, just somebody in the church who is able to provide this in a very healthy way. Oh, it's just beautiful, isn't it? Or if you had a parent that gives you unconditional love or friend, anytime you're able to experience unconditional love, it's beautiful. And so my first experience of that was in coaching and it It's just been great and i'm so glad that i'm able to give that to other people now also a great thing that coaching has given me and why i view it as a way to connect to spirit is i learned the process of forgiveness in coaching and i learned how to tap into my feelings in order to forgive and some of those feelings were nasty ones is what is viewed sometimes in the world of anger and shame and sadness and resentment i learned how to take those feelings and shift them in a way to be able to forgive. And that has been one of the most spiritual experiences of my entire life, hands down, hands down, to be able to release those feelings and to be able to forgive even myself. Oh my gosh, it's been so incredible. And that's why I think my coaching school has since rebranded and they're calling themselves a spiritual life coaching school because the process alone that they teach and what I take my clients through now can be very spiritual, no matter if somebody's spiritual or not, because, uh, just the process alone allows you to connect with spirit. And I see it with my own clients. I give them a life inventory assessment when they come in and work with me and spirituality is one of the sections. And no matter what number it is, I see it grow in time as they work with me. And they don't really intend to have it grow either. It just does naturally because the process alone of being able to learn how to forgive and overcome those feelings that have been holding you down is just great. It's really great. So coaching is my number six unconventional way to connect to spirit. And there's been two things within coaching that have allowed me to connect to spirit even more. And one of those is knowing myself. So coaching allowed me to, in essence, build this puzzle of who I was, my strengths, my values, my way of thinking, my admirations, my purpose, my overall life purpose. I mean, I don't know how you can get more spiritual than that. And as I was able to sit there and learn what are the things that make me whole and complete and special and unique, it was all right there when I built that puzzle. And so now I just feel feel like I'm getting to live the person that God wanted me to be because I know all those things. And those things, when we were putting together that puzzle, they all intertwine. When I saw my strengths and my way of thinking, then this, then that, they all came back to, wow, this is Lindsay. Like they weren't just these separate one random one-off things. They all intertwined and they were all saying very similar things. And I was able to see, wow, this is my purpose in life. This is what I'm meant to do. This is who I'm meant to be. And I'm able to live in that. And when I'm able to see what's right with me and to see what my purpose is and what my calling is in life. I mean, I just really don't think you can get anything better than that in life. So many of us are searching for that. I know I was of what am I sent here to do? What am I meant to be in this world? How can I live at my highest potential? And a lot of times too, with myself and with my clients, It always comes back to serving others in some form or fashion, using our strengths to better this world. And when we're able to live in that servant's heart and we're able to use our strengths, you just feel like you're a kid in a candy store because you think I'm helping the world and I'm serving others and I'm getting to live in my strengths that just feel really fun and natural for me. Wow. This is amazing. And that's where I get really grateful. And I think, Man, God is amazing because life can be so simple and so fun once you do those things. Once you're able to live in your strengths and help others, you're getting to help others while you're still, in essence, helping yourself. I mean, my God, it's incredible. And two, anytime I find myself starting to beat myself up or think that I'm not good at something, I go back to my strengths and my puzzle and I'm like, Lindsay, no, you are awesome. You are amazing. Maybe you're not good at that certain thing but you're amazing at all these other things. So you need to find somebody who is good at that and that's their strength and partner with them. And then too, you feel like the spiritual connection with somebody else because you're getting to see them on a deeper level, knowing their strengths and help them use their strengths in the world and provide for their family. And it's just a really cool, cool thing. So that's my number seven is knowing yourself. Number eight is something I got from coaching as well. And that's knowing the voice of my inner mean girl versus my authentic self. So inner mean girl can also be called the voice of the ego, and in the religious world it may even be called the voice of the devil. This is the voice that's negative, Nancy. It's um, what I like to believe as a voice that we all can tap into and we can overcome, but it takes some training. And the more I've been able to tap into my own inner mean girl voice, my Authentic self has been able to grow from that. And the the more I'm able to live in that authentic self, the more I'm able to connect with spirit because I'm not weighed down by these humanly emotions. I'm not weighed down with hearing in essence, maybe what is the voice of the devil instead I'm able to listen to the voice of spirit. And it's just very, very, very cool because I just feel very connected to spirit. And anytime I'm doing this for a client, so I have this special call that people can get where we use these questions and they tap into their unconscious mind, which is where their inner mean girl or ego lives. And it comes out on those calls. And I do, I feel like I'm a double tamer in some ways because the nasty stuff comes out of what the mind is telling them day after day. And after that call is over, sometimes people cry. Sometimes they say, I can't believe I've been telling myself that I'm just so in shock right now. And there's light bulb moments that go off. They start to see oh my gosh, this is what I've been telling myself. Now I'm going to start to overcome it. And there's a fire with them unlike any other after these calls. And I just get off those calls and I take a few minutes and I just, in essence, I think maybe I pray a little as I say, man, I'm so glad I get to do this work. And uh, I know they feel that way too. Because then they're able to make some really big changes. And so I know it's happened in my own life, but then able to do it for other people is just amazing. So tap into your own inner voice and tap into that authentic self and see what happens for you. And if you want help with this, you know, this is my thing. A lot of these things I'm telling you today are all things I incorporate in my coaching program. So just keep those things in mind. So that's my number eight. Now, my last two. I'm going to get a little woo-woo on you and share some things that I don't talk about a lot publicly because I do worry that people think maybe they're weird or maybe that they're evil. I don't know. Um, so just just be mindful. These are some vulnerable ones for me. So number nine in my unconventional way to connect to spirit is with tarot cards. So if you heard my journey to becoming a life lover, I talked about that in that I went to a tarot card reader and when I walked in the door, she said to me, you're going to have a huge career and you're going to be a life coach. And I was at a point in time where that's where I was going to see her was I wanted to figure out what do I need to do next with my career? And I didn't even have to ask questions. She just said it and she just started telling me about myself in ways that I was in shock of you love doing this and I was like yes I do you like to do that I mean it was just ongoing for that hour and a half I was there and I had some reservations when she was telling me some of the stuff of yeah you're gonna be this life coach you're gonna do this life coaching thing and I was like no no I'm not I don't want to own another business I've already done that before I don't want to do life coaching it's not really something I view as credible and she's she just kept going and I left that that, that uh, session with her. And I just had a lot to think about of, is this really where I want to go? And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, yes, this is very authentic to me. This is exactly what I've wanted. I've just been living in fear of some of these things. And I go and I see her about every year or so. And she helps me tap into a deeper level of things. And you may say, okay, she's full of crap. So maybe she is. Maybe she's making up a bunch of stuff. And I'm a big believer that we can never really predict the future. We have to create it. And so sometimes I think some of it is mindset stuff of, if you tell myself that I'm going to be this, quote, famous life coach, then I'm going to become it, right? But some of it too is just helpful. I mean, if it is all made up, who cares? It's helping me. And I know it's helped a lot of other people. And I know, you know, if you take this even farther and say, you go work with say a psychic or a medium, you know, some of those people are like, Oh, they're witches. They're horrible. They're wrong, but it helps people. I mean, I know mediums are able to connect people with past spirits and that is very healing for people, very healing. And so if it's so wrong and bad, wouldn't it make people feel like crap? that's all I've got to say about it, because I just think it can bring so much goodness. You know, I don't think I would have ever gone into coaching or ever hired a coach of my own had it not been for that tarot card reader. And I still go and I see her, like I said, and I view her as one of my biggest spiritual teachers, because every time I'm going to her, she taps into things that I may have not even wanted to share of one time I went in and, um, we were talking about how I was, feeling a little frustrated with my business. I want it to be more successful. And she looked at me and she said, Lindsay, you are extremely successful. And just her, just her saying those things and hearing those things, it's very spiritual for me because we're able to connect at a deeper level, just like I felt in coaching as somebody who really is providing a space of unconditional love, seeing me for who I am and helping me get to the place that they know I want to be. Is just very spiritual. They're living in their goodness to help bring out my best goodness so I can help bring out other people's goodness. I mean, it's amazing. And so for me, I've really enjoyed that relationship. I've really enjoyed tarot cards for that aspect. That may not be your thing and that's cool. Leave it, but I love it. Then my last and final unconventional way to connect to spirit is a woo-woo one and that's past life regression. So let me tell you how I got into this. (laughs) It's been pretty recent. I went on a honeymoon to Bora Bora a few months ago and Bora Bora, everybody, you stay in these over the water bungalows. and I was a little nervous about it going that far away from home, leaving my daughter for a week or so, but then being over water because I've had that kind of fear of water ever since I was a kid. I never learned how to swim. My mom tried to put me in swimming lessons, but I just would not go underwater. Um, I wouldn't even take showers until I think the third or fourth grade. My parents would have to wash my hair in the sink because I just not like water my face. And so going on these beach vacations I love because I love the beach and I really want to go to Bora Bora. But I was a bit nervous about it, of staying in this over-the-water bungalow and hearing the water every night. And then my husband is very adventurous, so he went on this crazy jet ski adventure one day. And I'm like, okay, I'm okay. I've got a life jacket. I'll be fine. And then we went scuba diving, not scuba diving, snorkeling one day. And so we were just in the hotel little lagoon they had, and I was doing fine until one moment I felt like I couldn't breathe. And then I just started having this anxiety attack, and I started fearing that I was drowning. And then the next day we go on another snorkeling adventure and we're with these sharks and these stingrays and eels and all this stuff. And I can see the depth of the ocean and it was just too much for me. It was way too much. I had a lot of fun, but I just had so much anxiety on that trip. And so we get back to our room after it's over and we're looking up the sharks that we saw and the stingrays and all that. And we realized, yeah, maybe that tour was very commercialized, but those tricks could have hurt us and those eels were dangerous. And I just started having even more anxiety and I ended up throwing up that entire night. I mean, just violently throwing up and I knew it wasn't anything with the food. I knew it had to do with my anxiety and I left that trip and I thought there's something weird here. What is it about water? Why can I not get over this. There is nothing in my childhood or my past that I am aware of that has caused this. Ever since I was a young kid, I didn't like water. And I have this book on my bookshelf that someone had recommended to me years ago called Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. And it's about a therapist who had a patient and he was doing hypnosis on her, trying to bring her back to childhood memories and you know tap into things in the unconscious. And she ended up going into past life stuff. And so they went on this adventure together where she was tapping into these past lives and she was telling him things about people who had passed over from his life that no one would have known about. And so he started really becoming this expert in past life regression. It was a fascinating book. And I was able to start to open my mind to maybe there's something here. Maybe there's something in a past life here. And from just me opening my mind, I started having dreams of me tapping into a time when I drowned and it was freaky and no get out, I started doing some guided meditations with it. And I really thought for sure, maybe I was tapping into something evil and nasty and wrong, because I just felt like, Ooh, maybe this is just taking it too woo woo. And so this is where it gets even more woo woo, because then I started really tapping into my connection with Jesus and Jesus would be there with me. And it was just really fun. Um, and so it's been a really cool experience for me. I've done it on such a small scale. I have never hired anybody to take me into a past life regression. I would love to. Um, but right now I'm just kind of taking off little chunks at a time. And just for me taking those little chunks off, it's been very, very life-changing, very life-changing. Um, I've just been able to start to heal some things that I didn't even know was there. (laughs) And so you may be somebody who doesn't believe in past life regression. I think the last statistic I saw was only 25% of people in the United States believe in it. Um, And they say the United States is very behind the times in regards to being open to past life regression. So maybe that's not your thing and that's cool. But for me, it's just been something that's been natural. And I've been very curious about it ever since just a few months ago with my trip. And it's allowed me to connect with spirit in a whole new way. So those are my 10 unconventional ways to connect with spirit. I hope it opens your mind to maybe seeing some new ways and you continue to ask yourself, is this right for me? Is this something I want to try? Is this something that feels right? And if it doesn't feel right, toss it, don't take it and take those that feel good to you. there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, ePreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.